6-0. Here we go. And back to Dallas, the Cowboys go. The second quarter, it was like a scoring fest. 20 points, A.J. Brown. 15-yard touchdown. That was the second touchdown of the night. And A.J. Brown came up big again in the fourth quarter. 24-yard catch that set up perfectly for Hurts to find Devontae Smith. Here we go. The snap. Hurts rolls right. Finds Devontae Smith wide open for the touchdown. How about this defense, though? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Two interceptions. This was interception number two on the night. His third in two games. Welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni, joined by Fran Duffy and I, Grace. Ike, what do you got for us? Victory! <laughs> It'll never get oh, old. Oh, man. It will not, never get old. I cannot <laughs> wait for it every single night. I was worried you're going to fall back in that chair. <laughs> Woo. That's the only danger there is right there, <laughs> falling all the way back. So, yeah. You're yeah, getting up there, but we got, we got this. It was a good start. All right, guys. 26 to 17. Got close in the second half, but let's start with the first half. Purely dominant performance. The Eagles came out swinging in the second quarter like they've historically done through the first five games of the season. 20 points in the second quarter. Let's start there. You could tell early that that Cowboys offense was going to have problems moving the ball against this Eagles defense. They did a fantastic job in the first half, allowing the offense eventually to find their rhythm. And what has become customary in the 2022 season is that the second quarter explosion happened again. Mm -hmm. So they were awesome in that second quarter. The fact that Jalen Hurts able to move the ball through the air and on the ground when they needed to, I thought when we got back to running the football, I thought we started to take this game over. I thought when you look at the defensive, just the start to this game, to go punt, punt, pick, turnover on downs, punt, Really good start to this football game. Now, some things to clean up early in the second half, right? You had a nine-play drive that ended up in points, a 15-play drive that took off eight minutes off the clock. The, the Cowboys went three for three on third down on that drive. It feels like teams get, have one of those drives a game. And look, that, at the end of the day, you got to tip your cap to the other team. Obviously, they're, they're, they, play, they get paid as well. But at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles defense comes up with the turnover, comes up with the big play when they need it. You get the interception from C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the fourth quarter, come back with a turnover on downs to end the game. That's what you're looking for. Second half, a little more adversity for the Eagles. That was the big storyline last week against the Cardinals. How would they respond? They're put up against this, the same kind of thing in the second half. It got pretty close, but the way that they responded, the way the defense came up big when it mattered most, that's what good teams have to do yeah two weeks in a row when they needed a huge drive in the fourth quarter to yep. put points on the board they were able to do it Jalen Hurts being masterful Nick Sirianni Shane Steichen the play calling mm -hmm. the diversity they show you in the offense getting the ball to Miles Sanders A.J. Brown with big catches in that fourth quarter um, it's obviously something the Eagles don't want to make uh, a habit out of you know they certainly want to get whatever issues they may be having in the second half corrected thankfully you got a bye week coming up so these these when you're a six and old team you got to find things that you need to work on sure. and there's always something there and that's probably the only thing you can nitpick at with the team right now is that we seem to get off to a little bit of a slow start in that second half and allow teams to get back in there but again 
when a drive was needed, when points were needed, they were able to get it done. And that's the mark of a great team. No doubt. And that goes on both sides, right? The defense able to come up with that stop at the end. The offense able to go 13 plays, uh, march the ball down the field. Miles Sanders runs for 20-plus. You get the big completion to A.J., the touchdown to Devontae. And one thing I love, Ella, we showed those in in the highlights to start the show. The touchdown passes to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Same exact play call, same exact play design. Jalen Hurts finds a different receiver on both times because of how the defense played. Both of those throws ended up reaching the paint for a touchdown. I love the balance on this offense. 137 on the ground, 155 through the air. I mean, that is almost 50-50. But something so special that the Eagles have going for them. And we, I feel like we talk about this every week. If it's not working on the ground, they can put it through the air and vice versa. And we saw that today. There were some drives that were run heavy, some that were run heavy, but then you needed that threat through the air to, to score the end and listen I'm not surprised when you look at the box score you look at the uh, the yardage at the end of the game that this isn't one of those 400 450 yard explosions the Dallas Cowboys are very good defense. Dallas Cowboys yep. are a very good defense so they're going to make you earn every blade of grass that you get out there so that doesn't surprise me but what the Eagles did is they stayed patient they stayed patient. The ball was rarely, if ever, put in harm's way. And that's really the difference in this ball game. You had two good football teams with two good defenses going against each other. Our quarterback was able to make plays, whether it was through the air or on the ground with his legs. And he certainly was a better decision maker back there. Mm. Dallas made a few plays defensively. They got some sacks and things of that nature. Not surprised by that. But I love that we stayed within the framework of what we do well and didn't get out of our comfort zone. And one thing I know you'll love, Ike, look, I think one of the other big things this Eagles offense will need to do over the course of the break is be a little bit more consistent when you get on to third down overall. Now, this is a team that likes to go for it, obviously, on fourth down. And so understanding, hey, you've got some wiggle room to be short of the sticks on third down, that certainly plays into these numbers. But when the Eagles were on third and short, third and medium, perfect tonight. When they were on third and long, Ofer. So, again, just trying to improve on third down. I think that'll be another point of emphasis uh, over the course of the break as well. But at the end of the day, this team was able to make plays when they needed to in clutch time here at the end of the game. We're going to keep rolling here, but I want to remind fans at home to get your questions into the Facebook comments. (laughs) Ask Ike in the Facebook comments. We'll be going through them throughout the night, and Ike will be answering them to the best of his ability, like he likes to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'll tell you – the Eagles, from the standpoint of the Cowboys defense, right, they love to take the ball away as well. Mm. These are two of the top teams in the league when it comes to force and turnovers. The Eagles got, what, four tonight? Three or four three tonight? tonight? Three. Plus the turnover on downs. Three yeah. tonight, and the Cowboys got none. The Cowboys got none. And in the end, that really was the big difference in the game. Yeah, the turnover differential has been a huge, huge staple of this Eagles team. And that's complimentary football. That requires both sides uh, to hold up their end of the bargain. The defense forcing three. Offense, you had that fumble uh, in that fourth quarter. A little bit scary there. But outside of that, they were able to protect it. And they did not put the ball in harm's way. What I thought was interesting was the things that the Cowboys came into this game with, things that they were good at, the Eagles completely exploited. Cooper Rush hadn't thrown an interception all season. He threw three tonight. The Cowboys' defense had and given up a touchdown to a running back. They gave up one all season. Miles Sanders was the first Eagle to score tonight on the ground. Uh, so things that the Cowboys have been able to do well, I think the Eagles took complete advantage of. Yeah, and the Eagles, they said to themselves, listen, we're going to run right at you. And, and I thought Miles ran tough tonight. Didn't He had the one big run, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he had nice, tough yards in between the tackles, get behind your shoulder pads, leaning forward on most of those plays. I like the way Miles Sanders ran the ball tonight. 
night. I agree. We said this too when we were watching. This felt like one of the, the best nights we've seen from Miles Sanders. I thought he was decisive. He got downhill. He didn't do a nice – he wasn't dancing or anything like that. I thought he picked up all the yards that were available to him and more here in this game against a tough Dallas defense. Of course, a lot of that credit goes to the offensive line. We need to talk about the injuries a little bit across that offensive line. Right tackle Lane Johnson was ruled out with a concussion. Jack Driscoll took his place. It was pretty clear how important Lane Johnson is to this offensive line because it got a little tough for that O-line and it got a, a little more pressure, a little more defenders yeah. up in Jalen Hurts' face when Lane Johnson was no longer yeah. in the fold. Like you mentioned, we're going into a bye this week, so it's a good time for these guys to rest up and get healthy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, when Lane went out, you could tell that the Dallas Cowboys' mindset changed. Mm -hmm. right? You got Jack Driscoll over there playing right tackle something he's uncomfortable with doing. The Cowboys, they're going to load up on that side and bring sure. extra guys and try to create confusion over there. And that's really what happened in that third quarter. I think it took us a little bit of while to get our footing and, and, and settle down a little bit, whereas Dallas started getting a little momentum and they started feeling confident on that defensive side of the ball. And when you don't have 65 out there, you know, as a defensive player, you're saying now's our time to get after Jalen. And Thankfully, we got to the fourth quarter, settled down, and they took care of business. At the end of the day, when you lose a blue-chip player like Blaine yeah. Johnson, your margin for error just shrinks just a little bit, right? Yeah. And so uh, that impacts both the run game and the pass game. I thought we saw that early in the second half. And then, of course, Landon Dickerson, uh, he fell out later in the game, so Opeta took his place. But she got some snaps on that side of the football last week as well. Yeah. So just things to keep an eye on as we keep going here because this offensive line clearly is very crucial to this Eagles offense. Yeah. Uh, but when we talk about this Eagles offense, A.J. Brown, he just came up in big moments today. Of course, having that touchdown early on. But the way that he's able to fight for those extra yards ends up paying off when you're trying to string together a long drive, Ike. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of a guy who played here years ago when yeah. I played here. Uh -oh. He used to wear uh -oh. number 81. I was pretty good. It's one of the best <laughs> receivers to ever do it. And I think A.J. has a lot of those same physical traits that T.O. possessed as a player. Because, believe me, defenders, that defender literally got out of the way. He didn't want to tackle A.J. Brown right there. So when you run as hard as A.J. Brown does, this one right these here. DBs, they don't really want to come this. up and tackle number 11. Look at that. They, they just... Those those are courtesy waves at A.J. Brown, and they're waiting for the rest of the crew to get there to make that tackle. A.J. Brown, when a big play was needed, number one knows he's going to find number 11. Well, what was the question that you asked Dave in the kickoff show, Ella? You asked, what is the identity of this offense? What is the identity of this football team? Mm -hmm. And he said, physicality. And one of the reasons why is when you have skill players like A.J. Brown, like Devontae Smith, like Dallas Goddard, guys that are known for catching the football, making plays in space, that bring that physical dimension to the game, well, that's when you can call yourself a physical offense. The Eagles are certainly that. I mean, Dallas Goddard uh, caught two passes, but I feel like he was all over the football field. I, if I looked at this box score and I thought he only caught two passes, I thought he was doing so much more out there because of the way that he plays so physically. But we're going to hear from Chauncey Gardner-Johnson first at the podium. The, the light's too bright. That's why I got the glasses on. I apologize. My grandma texted me. What'd you say? The Gramps? I'll tell you what she said. I'm proud of you, baby. I told you what you wanted. Fly Eagles fly. Yeah, Gramps. All right, question. All right, let's go. What happened to your in there, Charles? What happened to your I'll be fine. When you went out with the football, I'll be fine. CD Madness, your third pick in two games. How were you feeling after that last one? Um, I'm feeling better, getting better, adjusting still to the defense and just playing what Coach tells me to play, really, and just. Put your eyes in the right spot. 
read your keys and go get the ball. You know, I ain't played middle of the field in so long, so it feels good to like come out the middle of the field like a hawk and go get the ball. Feel more comfortable there now? Uh, I'm blessed to be there. I'm comfortable. I can't say too comfortable because you get once you get comfortable, you don't get better. So, I think every day is a learning progress for me. You know, I still left some plays on the field, but there's still a lot of stuff out there that I, I can I can fix and clean up. But just being out there and adjusting to a new position is just it's, it's amazing going out there and competing with ten other guys. You know who you know fifty three other guys that love to win, and it's just it's just amazing to me right now. CJ, what happened to your hand? I'm good. How did you get back in? I'm good. I play football. Yeah, soldier mentality. Soldier mentality. Yeah. Did it hurt when you caught the ball? Nah, I'm. It looked like you had it wrapped or something when you caught the ball. Soldier mentality. I don't know about that. We, I caught a pick. That's all that matters. It seemed like you were particularly uh, excited by Meek's performance before the game. Uh, what, what kind of mood that put you in? Uh, I got his. I got his. I tatted on on my dream chasers. I've been a dream chasers fan since I was like middle school. You know, since when he was making mixtapes when he was on the block. You know, with nappy braids. So, just to have him come out there, you know, like you got to think about it. You'll never get a chance to really see a performance unless you got to go pay for a ticket. So him performing for one of our games kind of gave another little energy. Um, you know, played a lot of winning football, but just it's just a learning curve. Like you said, you got every step, you got to get better. Like being the bye week is just not a relaxation time. It's time to actually focus in on your body, focus in on more what you can do to fix yourself. And so when you come back out of the bye, you don't let nothing, you don't leave nothing on the field. So I think the best thing for us is just continue to get better on and off the field as a team, on and off the field when we watch a film, just like finding little things to fine tune so we can make this run into the postseason. What happened to the defense in the third quarter when they were getting the, the long drive? Guys, stop. Um, oh, dang, that's a hard question to answer. I can't say nothing we couldn't stop. It's just all on us. You know, it's just it's a team effort. So we had to just collect our thoughts. We still was running pretty high off of going in, what was it, 20 to 3? So you got to just focus in and just make sure that you still can play a full four quarters, not just two quarters of ball. Because you know what happens. You see happens in the Super Bowl. One time, you know, play two quarters of ball, you know, let the team come back. You got to keep your foot on the throttle. I was, like I said, on the sideline, you got to go from good to great. This is where the best is. The best go from good to great. So that's all we was preaching. CD, what do you enjoy most about playing with those three corners and then um, Marcus Sebsbecker? They teach me a lot. I mean, humble me a lot because, you know, it's not about me. You know, it's about it's about the team. Everybody knows me to be this talker, this flashy, but – just playing with guys that, that got a chip on their shoulder and we all got the same goal in mind, you know, it's just, it's a humbling experience for me because I had to swallow my pride when I first got here. And, you know, Coach made me, you know, he got on me about it. But it's all tough love, you know. When Coach is talking to you, you know, you got to take heed to it. And I think just listen to how they play ball. Like you said, all of us, this is our first time playing together. So I think it's just a blessing just to be a part of a humble group that, you know, all young men just like to play ball and just focus on what we can do. Who got on you? What was that? Who's that? Who, or Cannon, who, who got on you? It's all the coaches. You know, all of them get on me when you – I think I was a new guy coming in, you know, coming in loud, showboating. But it's like I'm not here to do a showboating job. I'm here to get better, improve, and help this team win. So I think the best thing I can do is continue to gradually adjust, gravitate to the group. Because like I said, I came in right for the season, so I really didn't have a full camp preseason. So I think I just being around them guys and understanding where they come from, how they play ball is just a different – I love it, you know. Can't can't even complain, honestly. Well, along 
those lines of the, the text from your grandma, like to have a, to have a night like this in prime time with everybody watching, what is it? What does it when mean? You live good, you feel good, you play good, you play good, you do great. CJ, how is it that, that you can have so many new faces in the secondary come together, come together so quickly? Uh, like Cole say, we it's that for, that back end was put together, you know, for a reason. I think the main part is God really just helping us come together, really. You really want to thank God for just putting us all in the same room because you don't get a room like that every day. Guys got the same attitude. They're selfless. You know, they'll give up anything for you or you'll give up anything for them. So I think the best part is just about being a, being a professional and being a pro and, and actually being a man about your job and actually having to give up something to be great. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, you. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, two interceptions tonight, his third in two games. He just got here not that long ago, guys. The way he's been able to assimilate into the secondary has been so, so incredible to watch. Yeah, I've been impressed with this whole defensive unit. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the offense, and rightfully so, but they only added one new player to mm-hmm. that side of the football, and A.J., the defense almost had a total makeover yeah. when you look at the guys they brought in up front and Hassan Reddick, the Jordan Davis who they drafted. You look at the linebackers that are here to the guys that are in the secondary. And for these guys to play together and, and have the type of cohesiveness, it, it can't be it can't be overstated that it's very impressive, man. It, it really is. Because normally when you get new personnel back there, you get a lot of mistakes. You get miscommunications just because guys aren't used to playing with each other. So to see all of these guys come together as quickly as they have. I mean, James Bradbury got here right before training camp. Yeah. He wasn't here for OTA. So, I mean, that's a testament, obviously, to them and the hard work that they're doing. But also, you got to get the coaches a lot of credit because they found a way to at least put these guys in their comfort zone to make the transition easier for them. And that's the thing is that he was very honest, I thought, in that press conference of saying it wasn't always easy. And the adjustments that he has had to make uh, both as an individual and working as a group with the rest of that secondary, it's been really impressive to watch that group gel. Getting Avante Maddox back in the lineup I think was big, yep. um, but you have all of these other guys, like you mentioned. You add in James Bradbury, you add in Kaiser White, Marcus Epps steps into a starting role for the first time in his career. So all these guys taking on new roles, you have new faces, and they're able to play and execute the way they are. It's a very, very impressive start to the year. All right, Ike, we have an Ask Ike question from the fans in the Facebook comments. Let's see what we got. I think we have the best secondary in the league. Ike, do you agree? I do. I mean, it'd be hard to find one that's better, especially when you, when you talk about the entire secondary. Marcus Epps is probably the least known of the group back there, and he's having probably his best year yeah. of his career. And then you you see CJ, he, he just came up with his third interception and somewhat playing out of position. I mean, he came mm-hmm. here playing, playing more nickel than he did safety. So now he's learning a position on a new team. He's doing a great job. And then I already think the three corners, man, that's the best set of corners that we've had around here since – I got to go Al, Troy, and Bobby. Wow. wow. You're talking um, 2002 is the last time we had all three of those guys here before Al Harris went to Green Bay. So, yeah, that's and that's three Pro Bowl caliber corners. And I think these guys have that type of capability. Yeah, and I think what I like most about it, too, is that you have all these different body types that can match up in different ways. Right. So, no matter what a receiving core – 
poses to you, you've got the answers for it in your toolbox. And you kind of give Jonathan Gannon credit. The way that he's been able to scout a lot of these players that they picked up in free agency and, and realize that they have a role on this team yep. within this defensive scheme is what's so impressive. Because like you said, C.J. Garner-Johnson isn't playing his natural position, but the way he's been able to come in here, J.G., Knew he had something there, and the way he's been able to work him into his scheme is really impressive. It really is. It, it really is. And I'll tell you, the, the one thing that's been also impressive about Jonathan Gannon this year is that he's almost giving you a different philosophy or, or, or different defensive scheme mm. every week. He caters that to whoever, whomever they're playing against. And the reason why that's impressive is because it's hard to figure out tendencies when you look at the defense, whether it's from a personnel standpoint or whatever type of uh, blitzes or coverages he likes to run. Because he uses so many players, it's hard for an offense to find weak areas in the defense. One thing that's been really interesting to kind of follow has been, you know, we talk about all the complimentary football all the time, offense helping the defense and vice versa. You know, we see this offense come out throw the ball early, try and jump out on teams early. We see, we've talked about how good this team has been in the second quarter of games. Defensively, I think that shows up as well. They're excellent on third down in the first half of games. All the different blitzes, the, ways they're, the way they're using linebackers and safeties in the middle of the field to you know, mess with opposing quarterbacks. And then you get into the second half, and you're like, all right, teams are playing from behind. Let's back up a little bit yeah. and let, really kind of say, like, let's, let's force the offense to come to us. And really, if they want to try and move the ball, it's not going to be over the top. They have to go 15 plays. They have to bleed time off the clock. We're going to let our offense uh, put points on the, on the board, and then defensively, we're going to play, let them play uh, to our pace. And we are going to say, we, you know, we're going to sit back, and if you want to try and go over the top, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's there uh, to pick it off if you want to try and be over, uber aggressive. Otherwise, you're going to have to just milk the clock and move the ball slowly down the field. And, guys, we have to recognize another week, another wide receiver completely shut down. In the first half, yeah. C.D. Lamb had one catch for eight yards. He picked up some more yardage in the second half. Yeah. But the first half to hold C.D. Lamb, who's been targeted 50 times this yeah. season so far, to one catch for eight yards, that's some good football. And it's because these guys decided – from the, from the start of this game, we're going to get up in your face. We're going to mm -hmm. get up at the line of scrimmage. We're not giving you a free release. I love the fact they played a lot of bump and run coverage out there tonight, really challenging not just CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, but really uh, uh, Cooper Rush. I dare you to throw the ball out here. That, yep. That's basically yeah. what they were telling him, and they didn't believe that he could throw the ball over their heads, which he couldn't. The one time he threw it deep, I think he got picked off yep. by uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So I love the mentality of the corners that we have on the outside. These guys feel like, I don't care who you are, <laughs> well, I'll line up against you and challenge you. And I, That's the type of personality and temperament you need to have when you want to have a great defense. It certainly seems like that's what happened on the Slay interception. I'm excited to go back and watch that. They didn't show a great replay of it on the broadcast. I'm going to break down uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's first interception later in the show. In that one, that was just a great read by Bradbury. It was a, a quick throw. He's playing from off coverage, so he's playing from depth, but he reads it perfectly and is able to jump the route. I'm excited to go back and see what Slay looked like because he was, he was playing underneath that route, yeah. so I, I do wonder if he was playing some press man on the boundary there. Well, Ike, we have another question for you. Fans, you can submit your questions in the Facebook comments for Ike in our Ask Ike segment. Let's see what we got. How hard is it to not let 6-0 go to your head? How do you self-evaluate during the buy? Do you focus on the positives or negatives during evaluation? Well, I'll tell you, it's not, it's not um, easy, right? Because you always have to fight against what's human nature is to be complacent, right? You mm -hmm. feel like you have success. Um, you have to almost do a lot of self-scouting. Sure. So, obviously, getting their bodies healthy, 
resting will be the number one priority, but also do a little self-evaluating. Every player should have high expectations and high standards for themselves, and there's no player that can say they've played um, um, the best they could possibly play where there's no areas of improvement there. So because it is a long season, I think these guys have the right leadership here. That's what I like about this team is because the captains on this team outside of Slay they were part of a Super Bowl championship, mm -hmm. so they know what it's like to be a dominant team and still have to finish the job. 6-0 and is great, but it ain't 17-0, and and there's a lot of football still left to be played, and I think you got the right leadership in-house to be able to keep everybody focused. I know that's what we did, but we had the, we had the benefit of building up to what we were in 2004 mm -hmm. to become that dominant yeah. team. So you had a lot more seasoned guys, veteran guys that have sort of gone through um, these battles together. What's so impressive about this team is that it's still a relatively new team as far as yeah. playing with each other. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if coach, all the coaches before these guys get out of here tomorrow or what have you, they haven't talked with them, let them know, hey, listen, great job first six weeks. We still got a lot of work to do. And, and, and their expectations are high. So as long as that carrot is still up in front of you, you'll chase it. Yeah, and I think it was a good insight, even just hearing from C.J. Gardner-Johnson earlier. He talked about, hey, look, we know we haven't played our best ball yet, and I know I could be a little bit better. We had some growing pains early on. And so it gives you a little bit of an insight into what's going on in these players' minds going into the break. And when you think about it, six weeks in an NFL season – is nothing. No. Things can no. change so quickly, yes. and we know that. And, and it is a tough game, and there are injuries, and all those things come with it. And so these six weeks have been pretty remarkable, pretty unforgettable. But there's a lot of football left to play. And then there becomes the pressure of you're the big dog yeah. in the league. And so, yeah. you know, the longer they stay unbeaten, the more and more they're going to be talked about every week. And so now you become the team that everybody is trying to knock off. They want to be the first team to to knock the, the unbeaten, the last unbeaten team off in the league. So um, being able to deal with that is also important. All right, Ike, we have Devontae Smith at the podium. Um, I mean, it all came down to a scramble drill, having a uh, mobile quarterback, being able to get outside the pocket. Uh, we work on it a lot, so that's really what it came down to, just being available when he scrambled. The throw was a little bit behind you, and it seemed like you needed to have good, strong hands to bring it in. Do you do anything to keep your hands where you want them to be to be able to make that play? Are there certain exercise workouts, just things that you do? Oh, uh, that, that's a routine catch. I mean, every ball is not going to be perfect. I mean, the ball behind me a little bit, he expect me to make that catch, I expect myself to make that catch. The whole receiver room expect anybody in that room to make that catch. I mean, that's just a routine catch. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is tough, this on this drive. You needed this, this drive to keep it going. He ran, did anything he could to, to keep that drive going. What, what does that say about toughness and just beating guys down. Um, I mean, we needed a spark, and I mean, that's what he gave us. That's what it all came down to, us having a spark and not killing ourselves. So, I mean, he gave us the spark that we needed. How do you feel the RPO game was tonight? Did it seem like y'all were, like, really, really, like, really going, going hard with that? Um, I mean, I don't know how to really answer that. I mean, I feel like it, it worked out well, um, just taking what the defense give us. When you guys... You guys are able to do a lot of different things offensively. You throw and you run, you can jail and run, and you can have the backs do it. When you guys need to bear down on a drive like you did 
what's the bread and butter? What's the thing that you guys know you can rely on? Um, I mean, I feel like it's really anything that they call. I mean, the main thing is we was killing ourselves, stopping ourselves on penalties and things like that, um, not getting the the right checks and things like that. So I feel like anything they called probably would have worked. Um, it just came down to us and the execution. Did, did it feel like a big game? I mean, like, obviously it is something like, like, did it feel like, like a, a bigger game than usual? Every game is a big game. Monte Smith with a big touchdown today. It's it's so cool to see the way that Shane Steichen has developed this offense to be so creative and balanced. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, and, and the Slim Reaper, man, he just seems to catch just about everything that's thrown his way. And Fran was talking about, you know, toughness and, and sort of the personality and mentality that's been built up on this team. That's a prime example right there. Mm-hmm. This guy is no bigger than my, my left arm here at 150, <laughs> 160 pounds, but he plays like he weighs 200. Like, he is fearless out there in the running game. He's out there blocking on the perimeter. So I love that mentality. Reminds me a lot of Allen Iverson. Yeah, was, you know, AI was not that big, but he was the toughest guy. We're making court. all the Philly analogies <laughs> oh, we're, tonight. We're we got all right T.O., now. we got AI. I, I don't, I don't want to. I haven't even gotten to the Phillies yet. <laughs> give, give, give it time. Give it time. Why do you think the red ties for here tonight? Yeah. I, I look, at the end of the day, uh, this is an offense that you just have to love if you're a Philly fan, right? Because you are able to present that toughness and win in a lot of different ways, but you still have the flash of the pass game. You still have that ability to go over the top and win. And so you get a little bit of the sizzle, a little bit of the stake here with this offense, and that's what's exciting. That versatility is what really makes me love this group as a whole. Now, Devontae Smith is drip right there is pretty undefeated. I know you were, I know you're liking it, Ike. Yeah. But let's go pre-game warm-ups, okay. all right? The three Batmans. Look what they were wearing. This is how they oh, This is they how they were the warming up tonight. They're really playing into the Batman uh, mentality. I'm liking it. Yeah. You got Skinny Batman, Swole Batman and uh Fast Batman. See, and and I know he's Skinny Batman, but as a guy that was skinny myself, lean <laughs> You know, we don't like to use the term skinny. skinny. Yes, yes. So he's the lean Batman, okay. right? Or either he's uh, the slim reaper. Slim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. slim yeah. Batman. You got to remember that this came from Slay. So you know, yes. you're using Slay's words. You know, Slay, Slay and Smitty, uh, they go after each other in practice well, every day. That's right. That's a little bit. Yeah, you're right about that. that right that's about not by that. accident that yeah, that's skinny yeah, Batman. He gave him skinny Batman. <laughs> hey, if he keeps taking down those Wawa hoagies like he says he is, he won't be skinny Batman for long, right? <laughs> tell you, he was looking sweet tonight. He had the, he had the uh, primetime suit on tonight. Oh, he wasn't losing in that yeah, state. Are you good. kidding? I wonder if they have like a little bit of a um, competition amongst each other. As far as like we used to do that. Now I was never really in that group because I didn't have enough money like Troy and those guys. But those guys, we used to judge them when they came oh. in the locker room. It was like a fashion show. Mm. So you wanted to come in, like we came in, we checked out your suit and seeing what it looked like. We'd give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. <laughs> I won't tell you how many times certain guys got thumbs down because they thought his suits were pretty good and they weren't. <laughs> My favorite is Jake Elliott just strolled in in his Phillies t-shirt, his baseball outer blue, hat. Outer blue going. Yeah. That's how the kickers normally roll in. Yeah, that's how they roll in. <laughs> Corey Detmer never won the fashion show. Yeah, he well, won. Yeah. He had the toothbrush and the clothes <laughs> exactly, on his back. That was yes. it. That's how it goes. You know, right? Corey, you know, that's an inside joke about his, about his wardrobe. Nowadays, you're getting the thumbs up. Look at this. Look at this get up. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a special day, so I had to wear a special suit.
special Would you day. like to share what the special day is? Uh, no, not really. Okay, I will. I'll share the special day. It is Ike's birthday, everybody. So be sure to wish Ike a very happy birthday. We won't tell them how old you are. Thank we won't you. get into it. They could probably Google you. But, happy 30th uh, birthday. Yes. Thank you. 30. Yes. I like 30. Yeah. Happy 30th birthday. I like that. Like all right, this is what happens when the Eagles win. We get off the rails. We talk about outfits. Where do we go next? This defense, defensive line. Let's go there. How about that? Um, defensive line tonight. I thought I thought Jordan Davis showed some flashes in there again tonight. You know, the defensive line with Cooper Rush back there. I thought we did a great job of really pushing the, the middle part of their pocket. So I thought our tackles played great. BG had the big hit late in the game mm -hmm. that helped cause that interception. Tonight it was about that secondary. Well, this is one of those nights where we talk about um, how the defense, how the pass rush and the coverage is sort yes. of mirrored. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought the pressure that they got up front on Cooper Rush and some of the Aaron throws, I honestly thought he started seeing ghosts back there. He made a couple of throws where it was like, like, who are you throwing that ball to? <laughs> you threw it way behind him. And a lot of that came from he's worried about getting hit, so he wants to get the, get rid of the ball first. Yeah, well, it's, it's no question. It's one of those games where, you know, go back a few weeks ago when the Eagles beat Washington, you have nine sacks. And a handful of those sacks mm. because of awesome coverage on the back end. So I'm excited to go back. Hey, three interceptions. How many of them were due to the rush? We saw a number of times where defensive linemen – Hassan Reddick got some good pressures. Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Jordan Davis, Javon Hargrave. So going through all of them, excited to see the uh, the pressure. All right, well, let's hear from Coach, Head Coach Nick Sirianni at the podium. All Philly guys in here. Yeah, let's go. Nick, uh, through the uh, local players that you made a mistake with beat Dallas shirt last, last year, but now that you actually beat Dallas for the first time, <laughs> does it feel any different? No, no. Uh, it's... You know, again, our greatest motivation, right? Our greatest motivation is each other, right? And so that's why you guys asked me about bulletin board material, all those things. Like we got our, we got each other's back. And I said it last week, like teams are either, teams are either coming together or they're not. I mean, that's really the way it is. And and this team's coming together, and um, and they fight each week. And the motivation of not letting your teammate down, coach to player, player to coach, player to player, coach to coach, is. Like, that's love, right? That's just the love that you have for your teammates. And, like, there's no greater motivation, right? There's no greater motivation than that. And so, uh, man, this is, a, this is a close team, and uh, we're going to keep working on getting closer. We're going to keep working on getting better. If you were yelling at Dallas, though, I mean, come on, let's be honest. You're going to be honest, right? Uh, always, Howard. Is it cool when we're beating Dallas? Hey, you know, this is a great uh, – there's no doubt that this is one of the best rivalries. Like, this feels like – this feels like Auburn, Alabama. This feels like, right, Michigan, Ohio State. That's what this feels like. And uh, and so, of course, like, you want to win the games against the teams in this division because, I mean, this is what's so cool about this division. Like, these are the hated rivalries, right? They're hated rivalries that, you know, that guys are still playing into, right? I, you know, sometimes I hear Michael Irvin talking about the rivalry that he has with Philadelphia. I think that's so cool. And – and, uh, you know, and, you know, I hear uh, Eagles players of the past talking about how important this game is, you know, with with Westbrook and and McNabb and, and those guys like and Vic. Like, so I think that's really cool. Like, there's no doubt that's cool. Um, now, they all count the same. Right. All of them count for one win. Right. That didn't, that didn't count for two wins. That was still one win. And uh, and so, you know, our next biggest game is the next one. But it, it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet because it, this is a this is a cool division. To be in. Drive in, the, in the what was the significance of that, and, and, and why so run heavy in that situation? Well, you know, you you come out and you and you're, you're in a law. This happens in training camp. You'll hear me say this in training camp sometimes. It's like we're in a law. 
and this is going to happen in the, in the season, all it takes is somebody to make a play to get us out of this law. And that, and that, and we, I've had these conversations with these guys in training camp before. Well, right, you lean on your best guys in that situation. And AJ made a big play on a on a uh, a route, a short route, and he, and he broke the tackle and went for a big play that set us up for the score. And then, but what but what was really sweet about it is we got to lean on five guys, right? We got to lean on the offensive line in that scenario. It's kind of what happened last week, right? When in Arizona, right, that long drive, we leaned on that offensive line. Um, it's nice that we're able to make some plays in the passing game and, and in the run game and be balanced. Um, but that right there, uh, we leaned on the guys that we knew could make a play, and they just consistently made a play, you know, up front. And, and Miles did a great job running it. Kenny did a great job running it in that one. Um, I think Boston had a good run in that drive as well. And so you lean on what your what your strength is in that scenario to get you out of rut. Like that's I've been taught that from from the very beginning. Like you're in a rut, get it to your player makers. And uh, you know our playmakers in that scenario uh, were all, was our offensive line. You know, what's cool about playing Sunday night, what I learned also about playing Monday night or just playing in Philadelphia in general, that there's a lot of national buzz about the Eagles. And that's pretty sweet. Right. Um, you know, you dream about, you know, when you're when you're in high school, you dream about playing in front of the stadium as crowded as it could possibly be. So everyone can see you and see you on display and same thing in college. And then what, what's so cool about Philadelphia is it's such a great sports town that it matters here and uh, it matters nationally here. And, and it's great just to see, you know, be able to put that on, uh, put that on display. Um, and, uh, you know, our guys made big plays and, uh you know, it, it's just it was it was great to be able to play. You know, I know a lot of my friends in coaching watched it. A lot of my family members watched it. My brother in, in Jamestown, New York, is probably uh, still up, uh, stressed, and has to go teach eleventh uh, uh, and twelfth grade uh, social studies on uh, on tomorrow. But he's still stressed. He's probably still watching. And, and uh, but it's 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 pretty cool when you're able to play nationally in front of national uh, audience in Philadelphia. That great job, fans. Uh, it was rocking in there. It was rocking from play from play number one and that sets the stage it sets the tone and so um it just it just carried over all week from game four was it game four from game three game four in the philadelphia uh with the phillies uh the flyers getting two big wins this week and and into the uh into the game so uh so appreciative of our fans you talk about those lulls those ruts what's it like for you on the sideline when you feel that coming do you is it is it something that 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 you know you need to take it over and say? We know we got to play a complete game. Uh, we know we got to play a complete game. We, and, and what's exciting about being six and zero and not have played a complete game yet, in my opinion, um, and the players will tell you the same, is that you, there's only room to get better, right? And uh, that's our goal. And so, um, you know, if I felt it coming. Um, if I felt it coming, I'd do. So, I'd try to do something, but I'm not sure. I think every time we we get ready to go for a drive, I look at the offense. I look at Jalen, and I look at AJ, and I look at Devontae, and I look at Dallas, and I look at that offensive line and Miles Sanders, and I'm like, we're, we got a chance to go score right here, right? No matter no matter what the situation. That's a heck of a defense right there. Uh, man, that's a really good defense. Parsons, Lawrence, uh, uh, Diggs. Th- those are those are prime time. They're they're really good players. So they made it hard for us, uh, um, but. You know, I, every time I have confidence going out there just because of who we got uh, in that huddle. Nick, you had those option plays where you kind of got Mark, Micah Parsons in space. What did you like about that look and kind of like what worked there? 
hey, sometimes it's like you, you can't block them, read them. Uh, I've said that before. And, and our guys did a good job blocking them uh, in the run game. There's no doubt. And uh, I didn't know how, how many sacks they have today. Yeah. So they did a good job in the in the pass pro as well, I felt like. Now they put some pressure on us at times, uh, which that's what's going to happen with a good rushing team. Um, but uh, you know, you know, we're 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 reading them at, at times, and um, you know, there, we knew he had a, he had a groin that he was recovering from as well. Um, but he's he makes it hard. He makes it really hard. That's a, that's a really really outstanding player. Um, so, yeah. Put the ball back with 25 seconds left uh, in the first half. Had a couple times. 25 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, uh, Lane came out. Lane came out. I'm not. I don't regret that decision. Lane came out. We ran at the first down. See what happened, and uh, didn't get anything from that, and and decided to go in the locker room from there. Coming so last up, 13 play drive. What did you think of your quarterback's performance in that situation? He made some extra jukes on the on that yeah. uh, run football. What did you think of his overall leadership and how he drove? The big team out? big time leadership. This guy's not phased by things, right? He he's got a, a great demeanor that you see in great quarterbacks that that. There's so many big games in the NFL. It's a huge game, right? Sunday night football, uh, division rival, both at the top of the division. And he's unfazed by things, right? And so that's what I love about him is that he just he just goes and he plays the next play. And he made a big play on third and four, I think, when we didn't have anybody open uh, that, and made a, a play with his legs. He controlled the offense. He used the clock. Like, he was in complete – I've said this before. He was in complete control, right, and, and communicating what, with what our message was to the offensive line or the, or the running backs in that scenario. And it, it was, you know, it was, it was quarterback one-on-one right there by Jalen. Of course, we're going to, you know, it's our job as coaches to make sure that, uh, you know, we're accounted for in there. Again, we're playing one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, if not the best pass rusher in the NFL, you know, next to our, our guys, right? I take Sweat and I'll take, uh, and I'll take Hassan and I'll take VG over anybody. But, um, you know, of course, we're alert for it. But Jack Driscoll gave us some really good minutes, and and uh, we were confident um, in that. And uh, you know, so we we talked about it a little bit, but we we had a lot of confidence right there that we were going to be able to to hold up because you know Jack has has done that in the past. Last one, guys. Yeah, things got pretty heated. A minute ago, the NBC zoomed in on you, and uh, <laughs> when they called timeout, you weren't happy with it. Oh no! I, not about the timeout. I was just mad about. I was, you know, I'm always gonna stick up for our guys. Like I just get, I mean, I get animated. He should have called timeout right there, right, to to keep the game going. I had no that doesn't, you know, I was mad about the extracurricular activity and and hey, I'm always gonna. I told I'm always gonna stick up for our guys. You saw me, right? You may have saw me in the Jets game this preseason, and they hit Jalen laid out of bounds, and I reacted very similar. And so there, you know, there it was. I'm sure we weren't angels in that in that confrontation right there, right? I'm sure that we had something to do with that a little bit as well. Um, and there was a little scu- a scuffle right there, and I'm just I'm just gonna stick up for our guys. That's that's just who I am. Uh, um, I love these guys. This, these are my, this is my family, right? I got a great family at home. I got great parents. I got a great wife. I got great kids. I got great brothers. Um, but this is my other family, right? And so just like when my brother's team was 0-2 to, to start off and, and somebody was making fun of my brother when I was in sixth grade and he was, when he was a senior and I stuck up for him in that scenario, I'm going to stick up for my guys in this scenario. And I know they know I got their back. I know they got my back. And that's what a team is. I love being a part of a team. Right. It's so special. Right. I'm 41 years old and I'm still part of a team. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. And that's a great feeling. All right. That was my question. All right. We got to roll.
You heard it from coach. But earlier, before we went to head coach Nick Sirianni, we announced that it's Ike's birthday. So I hear some fans are taking to Twitter and Facebook to say happy birthday. Oh, wow. Look what we got. Happy birthday to the Phillies finest. Too. That's right. Some of your guys at Sports Radio WIP. But, Ike, we also have a little surprise for you. A little cake. Oh, wow. Look at Our this. friend Chris Malinich delivering the goods. Wow. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Victory! Yeah. I like yes. Thanks, Mel. Wow. There's your uh, birthday confetti cake. Oh, man. But the deal is you got to share after the show. For sure. All right. I'll have sure. cake and some Ike juice after. Sure, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, that looks nice. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We love Ike on the show. We couldn't do it without him. So. Thank you. Just oh, a little man. cake to say happy birthday. Guys. More birthdays? I need to move it? Or no, I see, I don't, yeah, keep it over there. I don't <laughs> we have to stare at this? Jalen better hurry up. I don't know if I can look at this the rest of the show. We have more people saying happy birthday. For, uh, other fans are chiming in to say happy birthday to Ike. Thank you. Love it. I appreciate it. It's, uh, Aloha and happy birthday, Ike. There you go. Yes, thank you. Happy Blushing, birthday. you just can't tell. <laughs> yeah. You are kind of oddly silent right now, and I don't know what to do with it. Okay? <laughs> Look at them flying in. The people love you, Ike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This is weird. I don't well, know what to well, do with the silence. Birthdays are always embarrassing. Yes, they are. It is. What's the attention that becomes embarrassing? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like for people to know that I like attention. I like to be humble about it. <laughs> because the victory that yes. you give us. Yeah, right. right. That's what I'm saying. It's That's so modest. humbling. Yeah. It just yeah. screams modesty every time you scream victory until you pass out. Do we want to take the cake off the table? I'm being told to take the cake off yes. the table. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Tiana. Thank we got all, everybody yes. coming in Everybody's today to help involved. out. Yes. Thank you so much. Everyone's getting a look at the oh, behind the scenes. She didn't drop it. She didn't drop it. We need that afterwards. I've been thinking about that cake all day. Oh, so you knew about it. Oh, yeah, oh you guys knew about it. Come on, yeah, on man. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> all right, so while we're waiting for Jalen Hurts to come yes. to the podium, this was a big game for him. Hasn't beaten the Cowboys as a starter. He finally yeah. did it today. Got that monkey off his back. Uh, a big day for him. Yeah, and the game mattered to him, right? The fact that he obviously didn't play well against them last year um, down there in Dallas on Sunday night football. Then you had a few of the Dallas Cowboys players chirping uh, before, before this game earlier in this week, you know, about giving Jalen credit for the type of player he is and what he had done so far this year. And that they hadn't played the Cowboys defense yet. So, well, now we've seen him play the Cowboys defense, and you can give him his credit. He's been in the MVP race this year for a reason. It's because he's the engine uh, in this thing. And every week, man, you just become more and more impressed with how the kid, no matter how the game is going, he always seems to be under control, composed, never plays outside of himself. And um, like I said earlier, when they needed a big drive, when Dallas had seemingly seized the momentum, that drive, when the score was 20-17, to 17, they needed to get points. And they got a touchdown. All right, well, here he is, the man himself, Jalen Hurts. Could you repeat the question? I'm sorry. The start you guys had, and talk about how much of an impact it had for tonight's game. I think, um, I think, um, you know, when you're able to come out and start fast on both sides of the ball, it always pays dividends in the end. Um, you know, I think we left a lot of money on the table. There are some opportunities that we wanted to take advantage of, we could have taken advantage of, that we 
that we just didn't. You know, those are things that we can control. And these are these are things that I preach all the time. You know, I think that's the mentality of this football team is controlling the things you can. Um, you know, staying the course and, you know, just attacking every play, you know, and taking advantage of opportunities when they're presented to you. And um, I think we have a long way to go as a football team um, in terms of our growth, our development, and um, everything. But um, I think the beautiful about the beautiful part about this football team is regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how it looks, we stick together. And we've shown that throughout this first six-week uh, six stint. <clears throat> and we just want to continue to grow, continue to grow together. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's a climb, and, and uh, the higher you get in that climb, it gets more treacherous, you know. But, um, you know, a lot, lot to take away from this game, good and bad, and we just want to continue to grow together. No, this is um, – I've never had one of these before. Um, Sunday night football player of the game, the CBS. Uh, is it CBS? NBC. NBC. I don't, I don't work for them, so. Uh, yeah. You guys had another very long clock training fourth quarter drive. It's been sort of a theme this season. Is there something – I don't think there's um, – it's just us kind of doing what we do, you know, and I think um, my mentality in those types of situations is kind of like last week. Um, I, I know I expressed my frustration um, given the situation we were in, kind of not taking advantage of a, a situation we controlled, and I feel like, again, today that kind of came up, and we just want to continue to grow from that, you know, um, given the opportunity to make plays and keep the ball in our hands in the end of the game like that. We want to take advantage of that. I, I want to take advantage of that. Um, and I put that on me, you know. Um, just want to, you know, kind of kind of impose your, your your will on them in the end of the game like that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think we did that the way we wanted to. Um, we found a way and it was enough. Um, but there's a lot to learn from. Jalen, I compared – Dallas, Philadelphia to some college rivalries, one of them Alabama, Auburn. You've been in now both. How do you feel it compares its Eagles, Dallas, and you're feeling now after beating them? Yeah, I think when you talk about rivalries, you know, every 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 rivalry rivalry individually has something to it that makes it uniquely special. Um, you know, Alabama, um, Auburn, I mean, Alabama versus everybody, really. Um you know, you have the Oklahoma-Texas game, a pretty big game, and the Okie State-Oklahoma game. Um, and here, you know, you see the passion um, surrounded about this game. And, you know, it's it's rivalry football. Um, that's how it is at every level. Um, so we're just happy we got it done today. Jalen, on, on that last try that you were talking about, the last two plays were, you know, was the 22-yard pass to AJ and then the 7-yard to yeah, we um, I think we ran the ball really effectively today. Um, and you know, I think there were times there were opportunities to throw the ball in the passing game. Um, but I think when we did for the most part, I think I don't know what the, the numbers say, but um, there's 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 meat out there on the bone, if you will. Um, there's money on the table left. Um, but I think we made plays when we needed to, and that's that's what matters. In the locker room, in the locker room, you guys mentioned the expression, "Who's toughest, longest?" 
and, and Jordan said that's something you say. What is the significance of that expression to you? Yeah, I think um, who's toughest the longest, who can control the things that they can the longest, who can stay the course, who can truly stay the course. And um, like I said, I think this football team, the day we played together, um, circumstances in the game changed. Uh, we had momentum change in the game. We had a lot of different things going in the game, but we didn't waver from what we wanted to accomplish. Um, and we trusted in each other, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you get in a situation like that, you kind of started off really hot and, okay, ball game's 20, 20, 20 to 17. Um, you know, don't flinch. You know, take your head strong and uh, keep going. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was a great display of controlling what we could and um, playing together and trusting each other on that drive. It was a big, that was a big-time drive for this, for this win today. Jalen, on the, on, the, uh, on the A.J. Brown uh, touchdown drive, earlier in the drive when you guys were around midfield, uh, Kenny picked up Micah on, you know, when you stepped up and, and uh, hit the hole. And then uh, I think a play later, like Kenny uh, converted on third down. Just how big was he for you and the team on that drive? Yeah, I think um, Kenny has been tremendous. Um, he, has a, he has a very unique role on this football team, um, thrusting into different situations. Um, obviously, Miles starting, but him coming in and having different responsibilities, and he does a good job of preparing for it. Uh, he's always putting in extra work. Um, when everybody else is off the field, I'm walking off the field, I see him putting in, coach, uh, putting in extra work with Coach Singleton. Um, he, he's ready for it, you know, and um, that, that was my message to everybody um, today. You know, tying that all in together. Um, I went up to every, every every individual guy in the locker room and I said, hey, everybody played a part in this win because everybody truly did, you know, the scout team and preparation throughout the week. Um, people staying ready when the number was called, Jack Driscoll, Driscoll coming in, Opelta coming in. Um, everybody everybody playing their role and, and excelling in their role. Um, that, that, that's what I loved about this, about this the most today. Every everybody did it together, and um, you know, no man is an island. You must draw your strength from others, and we definitely played together as a football team, um, and we we were together. Um, we were together. In these last in these last couple of weeks, you've led this team on a game-winning drive or drive to kind of close out the game. You you mentioned earlier something about imposing your will. Is that is that the thing? Is that the mentality you approach those jobs, those drives with? Most definitely. You wanna. Will? I think about uh, Michael Jordan when he said, put him away, MJ. Um, I want to put him away. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to put him away. You don't want to give him an opportunity to um, make it a close game or get an opportunity to have the ball in their hands. Um, and that's, that's, that's the mentality we have, and there's different ways to do that. You can be aggressive, um, throw the ball, you can run the ball, whatever it is, but you have to be able to do it efficiently. Um, and I feel like we've done that throughout six games sometimes, and I feel like we haven't at times. Um, but it's always been enough. So, you know, when the standard hasn't been met, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with it. You know what I mean? So, so it's a lot to learn from. From that, we we'll just continue to excel in that area. How much did you carry the last year's loss against the Cowboys with you, um, and you know, use it on this stage? It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything more than that. You know, I treat. I try to treat every game independently. Um, you know, you you'd be you'd be naive to think that I I hadn't, you know, remembered that. Um, I try and find value in all of my experiences, you know, and that was a value experience, valuable experience for me. Um, I know um, after that game, you know, the next week we we played Kansas City, and 
Um, we were pretty efficient on offense, taking away the touchdowns we had called back. But um, you just want to, you know, find value in every experience you have. And um, I think this team was hungry for it, um, eager to eager to come out here and play in the big time game. Um, and I I look at I look at the people in the locker room, and this is what amazes me, and this is what I love about it the most is when I'm talking to the guys breaking the huddle down. Like I feel their energy, I feel their hunger, I feel their unsatisfaction, I feel all of this. And a guy in my shoes, that's that's what I love because I know that I have guys around me that's gonna step. I got guys around me that's gonna go regardless. Um, and they know that we we have to do that together, you know. So we've kind of built this mentality. We've built this um, this sense of not being satisfied. We've we've, we've had that, you know, and. We'll never take this 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 feeling of winning for granted, um, but we're always going to be hungry. We're always going to be eager um, to to fix the things that that we need to fix and and grow. Um, it's it's a journey, you know, and we we take that journey head on and just want to learn from it um, every day. Okay, thanks, y'all. Thanks, guys. I'll be here today. That's your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Earlier in the locker room, A.J. Brown spoke to reporters about what it felt like to play in his first Eagles-Cowboys and all his thoughts surrounding the atmosphere tonight. Let's take a look. How was that atmosphere? That was, that was like the best atmosphere I played in. That was a regular season game, you know? And we was, before, like, like when Meek came out performing, um, I'm talking to Smitty and Quez. I'm like, man, this is a regular season game. <laughs> this is like the playoffs or something. And, uh, you know, so... That was big. That that gave us so much momentum. Like, Meek me, Mill is some of our favorite rappers. So, that was big, man. The city, look, Philly is lit. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Philly is lit, man. And I, and I, I'm enjoying being here. AJ Brownie mentioned Meek Mill. Here he is. Uh, super excited to be in the house tonight. A lot of celebrities. A lot of star power at the lake. Yeah, I mean... Um, I think he got his, yeah, his sons with him. He got, he got the ball. That's the ball Slay gave him? Yeah, yeah Slay gave him special ball delivery, it says. Tonight. So, yeah, yeah, big time, man. Um, this is when it's fun. It's fun to be an Eagles fan. You know, this is already a major city. There's a lot of celebrities, a lot of entertainers, whether they're singers, actors, actresses, rappers like such as Meek Mill. Um, when you got the Eagles going the way that they're going out, Everybody wants to be a part of it. So it's a party over at the link. And and the one thing about this town, it's a football town. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a football town. So I love just looking at the social media. And, and you get the celebrities that, that are from this area on there talking trash to their celebrity friends that are <laughs> fans of the Cowboys. Like, like, none of them came out tonight. None of the Cowboys celebrity fans Oh, came out oh soccer. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. The, to me, the, the look, from A.J. Brown, what my big takeaway, we saw the play strength with him show up. We talked about how big he is, how physical he is. Uh, after the catch, we saw him as a blocker. But the strength he showed in that press conference, holding that chain on his neck, <laughs> man, that thing was gigantic. That, that, that's drip. Though, they call that drip. The yeah. young folks call that drip. I got none of that. I know. Yeah. I, I don't know what that's what that's about. But in the uh, million dollar smile or a hundred million dollar yeah. smile, whatever you want to call it, he had it all going on tonight. hundred million dollars. When I when Ike laughs at me, it really is. It is the greatest thing ever. It's his birthday gift to you. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Well, earlier tonight, Fran broke down C.J. Garner Johnson's first interception of the night. Here it is for the Rico review. All right, so this week here on the Rico Review, we're going to take a look back to the first half, an interception by safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And this happens thanks to a pass breakup from Eagles cornerback 
James Bradbury does an outstanding job reading this route. Let's take a look at exactly what made this play happen. The Eagles are in quarters coverage, so James Bradbury and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they are splitting their side of the field into quarters. So what you're going to see is you're going to see Bradbury get into his pedal and off coverage. You're going to see Gardner-Johnson get into his pedal in off coverage. And they're just reading routes as they deploy themselves. And you're going to see this route from Michael Gallup. He's going to attack vertically down the field, then break back to the quarterback, make himself available just beyond the sticks. We're going to let this run and watch Bradbury here. He's reading the body language of the receiver. He sees Gallup running vertically down the field and he's going to see that his pad level is about to lower. You're going to watch as Gallup starts to drop his pads. Bradbury knows there's only a certain amount of routes that he's going to run from this down and distance, first and 10 for this formation. And he's going to have an understanding. You know what? This is going to be the route. He's going to break back towards the quarterback. Watch how quickly number 24, James Bradbury, breaks on this route. You're going to let this run, and he's going to jump the throw, put himself right in the passing lane, knock the ball up in the air. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's Johnny on the spot, comes away with the interception. The Eagles do something that Dallas has not really done. They force a turnover here in the first half. They turn it into points. The Eagles getting two touchdowns worth of points off of Cowboys turnovers in that second quarter. Eagles take a sizable lead into halftime. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, fellas, here we go. Three nominees starting off with James Bradbury, his second quarter pass breakup. He had quite the night. A.J. Brown, you got to go with the wide receiver. This is his second quarter touchdown. <sighs> Love to watch him play. Fourth quarter, C.J. Garner-Johnson. Here we go. The interception. He was getting it done all over the field. Two INTs on the night for him. A good night for CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Tempting. Do it, tempting. Do it, Ike. Tempting. I can't give it to AJ Brown. I oh. wanted to. I wanted to. I know you wanted to do We know that's what you wanted to do. I love my wide receivers. <laughs> I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with uh CJ. All right. I gotta go with Johnson Gardner Johnson, okay. right? I, I think he is the best shot for the Eagles to go six for six here and have a, a player of the week once again. CJ Gardner Johnson, two interceptions on prime time. Yeah, give a big hat tip to James Bradbury, as we saw uh, in that breakdown, making the play to create the pick. But I think CJ Gardner Johnson gets the uh, the dub. I think when you look at the, that pick in the fourth quarter, uh, I'm excited to go back and watch that one on tape because that looked like that was all him. Yeah, it sealed it really. I think it's the first time we agreed on the player of the game. You and I. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I've been on offense every news. week. You're feeling generous on your birthday, right? <laughs> well, I needed AJ to catch two more, and then I would have gone AJ. <laughs> <laughs> two more, and I would have seen AJ Brown. <laughs> All right, let's head to the Jamison nightcap. As we said, the Eagles are headed into a bye this week, but when they return from the bye, they're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're currently 2-4, and four, fourth in the AFC North. Today had a big win in the NFC, defeating the Buccaneers 20-18. to What do we think, guys? That's a young team. They're more in a rebuilding phase. You know, um, Kenny Pickett got knocked out of the game today, so mm -hmm. Trubisky had to come in and really pulled out the win for him. He's a veteran, so we obviously know what he can do. But they fight. They play hard for Mike Tomlin. Um, but you get them on the road, they're a different team. They were at home today against Tampa. Uh, I don't know if they have enough to slow down this Eagles team. This Eagles team 
is something special. Yeah, they've got some players on defense. Obviously, no T.J. Watt at this point with his injury, but you look at Minka Fitzpatrick and some of the guys they've got up front, certainly some playmakers defensively. And then on offense, uh, look, Mitch Trubisky came in in relief and made some big-time third-down conversions in this win over Tampa. When Kenny Pickett's in there, he gives them a little bit of juice. By the time we get to uh, two weeks from now, my guess is we'll see the rookie, but we'll see exactly what is uh, to come. I always hate a Sunday without Eagles football, but luckily... Philly fans, you have the Phillies right. coming up. That's it's a right. good time to be a Philly sports fan. Well, before we go, our Eagles social media team, they've been wilding out, let me tell you. Look what they've <laughs> tweeted out tonight. How about them Eagles? Stephen A. is going to be on another level tomorrow yes. morning on TV. He definitely will. Um, I don't know if he's the number one Cowboy hater in the country, <laughs> but he certainly has the biggest platform. Um, he's always aren't playing well and the fact that he worked here in this town covered me when I played with the yeah. Eagles for, for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. I'm pretty sure he's going to be excited tomorrow when once his show starts. That's the thing. Is he doesn't need to be an Eagles fan. He just no. needs to I not know. like the Cowboys. Yeah. And he's, he's all matters. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Eagles fans, and staying up way past all of our bedtimes. <laughs> Get a good week's rest on the bye, and we'll see you the following week to face the Steelers. Thanks so much, and go Birds. We gon' turn this field into a party round We gon' turn the day into an all night